This is Novel Chronicles, Episode 3, Part 1. Novel Chronicles is a tabletop web series combining acting and storytelling with the rules of a role-playing game. There are four players, one game master, and there is no script. If you hear any dice rolls, typically a low number is bad and a high number is good. Now on to the episode. Welcome to Novel Chronicles, episode three. I'm the game master, Timothy Reese, and I want to say hello. We are very excited to have you here. And by we, I would like to once again introduce our wonderful cast of characters. We have Bill Crow. Hello. Danielle Beckman. Hi. Mark David Christensen. Hi. And Victoria Ronnie. <laughs> and we are excited to begin. So let's get into this. Yeah. To catch everyone up, the party is pursuing an artifact known as the Face of Harthak, in the possession of a powerful arcanist named Edgar Latch. After encountering him on the Amber Sea before dawn was yet light, the party's ship was destroyed, and they awoke on an isolated, extent volcanic island. Greta attempted to send a message through her Vobokas, but in effect captured the messages, preventing it from leaving. Left with few options, the party dug further into the island, crawling through one of the many lava tubes crisscrossing the passages, before descending 50 feet into a cavernous space and discovering the burned and wind-blown bones of two dead Virm and a completely ruined observatory. As a reminder of the space you're in, it's large. It appears that it likely is the entire interior space of this island, so as yet unnamed. Oh, wow. Looking at it, you can see before you a clear, very destroyed, fully toppled, large confinement, an observatory used by clerics and curates to study the stars. It looks like it's been upturned, sort of as a child would wreck toy blocks. It has clear evidence of possibly an explosion on the upper level of it, and surrounding it in the room, as well as up the walls of this passage that lead up to a vaulted ceiling, all made of natural rock. This looks like it was either hollowed out or possibly grown around the observatory. You can see a scaffolding that crisscrosses. It connects both with the observatory and up the walls. Some of it's destroyed. Some of the scaffolding is still standing. You can see a number of clockwork mechanisms that are also hanging from it, from the, the walls and ceiling, chains, gantries. You can see that also in the very middle of the ceiling is a large metal hatch. How far up is the ceiling? The ceiling is 100 feet above you. Okay, because we just crawled down? Mm -hmm. Is that why? Mm -hmm. Okay, got it. It's 100 feet to the the hatch in the middle of the ceiling. Yeah. Um, uh, Greta... As it is, oh, and as it is, right now, you're also 80 feet from the edge of the actual observatory. So you've entered the room actually at one of the edges. You're not in the middle of the room. Let's see. Greta's nervously wringing her hands, looking up at all you guys like, I want to get out of here as soon as possible, okay? Yeah. Uh, can we do what, what, what we got to do to get, we got to get off this island, so, uh. Yeah, well, eh. we got to go deeper. How, yeah. My little knowledge of other clerics oh, yeah. in the confinements is that that 
glass of thought. That's what that is called. That's broken in the middle of the room. Is what possibly might be the source of what's in here. That killed, that killed them. A glass thought? A glass thought. It's like a thought you have, but it's fragile? Right, and it, it sort of focuses our power. Oh, right. not a literal thought. It's a focus. Got it. I see. So, I think we should try to well, maybe fix it and see if we can get the power that's free in here, maybe focus back up. Yeah, like a generator to get us out of here? Yeah. Uh, okay, my Can I look at like working. and see what I would like to observe the damage if even if it means I gotta get closer to sort of put together like can this thing Yeah can I put it back together? Uh, you can get closer. The um as we were ending the last episode, you were wanting to cast Speak with the Dead yes. Yes. on the boats. Which would you like to do first? No. Or do you want to split up and do them separately? Why don't we ask a uh, friend here? He kind of looks down at the uh almost deteriorated bones of this verm. Why don't we ask him, them, what happened here? Sounds like a good idea. What do you mean? I can ask them. It's another of my rituals. She, oh. she didn't know you can talk to those people. Oh, yeah. He's gonna get that corpse to talk? Yeah. yeah. Not its spirits, not the being itself, but the animating force of who this might have been before. Remember how he lays out all his cards and stuff? Yes. He can also, he does all this, and then he can talk to the bones, I don't know. Seen it before. Yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Go yeah. for it, man. Yeah, Do well, your uh, creepy thing, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, he will creepy. kind of sit down and array his uh, ritual objects, grabs kind of this, uh, this small block and kind of shaves it into his, into his hand. Um, and kind of it levitates just a little bit as he lights it on fire with uh, some arcane magic as it kind of burnt this burning incense in his palm as uh, he'll cast Speak with Dead. Okay. As you begin to focus on, focus on the bones, there's two sets of skeletons. And I can also give, so just as a description of, the, of what's arrayed around them, because as, as you're setting yourself down, the rest of you have had time to observe your environment enough to actually see what's going on with these bones. Both of the skeletons very clearly are virm, just by the fact of the light bone structure and also the armor plates that you can see. They show signs of heavy burning, as well as they look uh, very deteriorated, not from any kind of uh, rot or decomposition, but instead it's what you would imagine you would see were bones left in the desert. They're very dry and they show signs of heavy pitting mm -hmm. as if they've been, they've been exposed to almost sandblasting in a way. And likewise, you can see that there is a rudimentary amount of possessions which are still around them. You can see that there's a snapped crossbow that's been completely broken in half. Likewise, there is a long sword which is melted nearly down to the hilt. And you can see that underneath one of them, which is the one that you're focusing on at the moment, is a shield that has a hole in the middle of it the size of a watermelon. So you can't see a crest or anything on it? No. The shape is the shape familiar to any of us, even like Ashvin. Would you yes. like to, if I could have the three of you make a quick investigation check. Sure. Nope. 
don't see the, the shield as a hole. Does it look like this hole natural was... Natural 20. I got a natural 22. It's damaged. It's not, a, okay. it's not a part of the design. It's not part of the design yet. Uh, so, uh, as the two of you really go to town, searching underneath the, <laughs> underneath the, 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 the piles of bones, reaching in underneath several inches of sand, very heavily buried underneath these two corpses, uh, your bo- hands kind of meet in the middle as you they come across a small box. It's three inches across in two directions, about an inch thick. It looks like it's made of some kind of heavy brass. And it appears to be relatively unscathed. On the top of it, you can see no identifying marks like a name. Uh, however, you can see on top of it, there is a an engraved inscription of two hands clutching two braided chains shaped in a continuous loop, like a hoop. Each hand holding the top of the loop. So two pairs of hands holding a braided loop of chains. And this is where he carries. Between the two of you, both of you happen to recognize this symbol. It is the, the symbol of the braided chain loop is a symbol of the Grim Nye, G-R-I-M-N-I-G-H. The Grim Nye are the famous bounty hunter trackers that are part of the Ruth Imperiat, far to the east. However, what stands out the most, you recognize this symbol of the loop, but mm-hmm. not necessarily the hands on top. But for you, Ewan, if you could make a history check. Seven. A seven? There's something about the two hands on top that adds some sense of regency to it. You're not quite sure what it implies. But you are aware, just they are they the Grim Nye are famous as being as Virm are the most natural hunters by their by their physiology. The Grim Nye are the elite of the elite that are used as the paramilitary force of the Ruth Imperium. That rather than sending out soldiers to conquer armies, they use the Grim Nye essentially as their forward projection of force. And they can track anyone anywhere. So is that a mainly um, Virm army? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is. And so it's oh, exclusively wow. for the Virm because they're the only ones that are biologically capable of doing it. But as they are natural born hunters, the this is essentially the high ranks of, okay. of, of, of the Ruth Imperiate for their military force. Hey, you gonna open that? These guys, you know what this is. Yes, the Grim you Nye. What are you? I don't know if I want to open it. These guys are ruthless. They're not very. Yes. Maybe there's something in there that'll help us. It's just the symbols on top are kind of something you don't want to be associated with. Well, we can Dangerous. Ask our friend here where they got it. Yeah. Maybe start there before we get cracking this open. Good idea. Is there a latch or anything on the mm-hmm. box? There's a single latch. It's not locked. It's, it's a not single, locked. It's a flip latch. You can see a pair of hinges on the back. Don't want to. Oh, we could just open it. God, come on, don't, a... don't. Don't just be so like foolish. Five minutes. You know what that is. Yeah. Just give it a moment. Do you know how many Ashwin looks very impatient. She wants to open the box. Um, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to grab the box out of Ashwin's hand. Ashwin right. just holds it up higher. <laughs> <laughs> hey! hey just let it go. I think it's... She can wait. Listen. Can't you? Hold on. Come here. Come here. I, I want you to come look at my face real close. Do you see right here? See this? My little patch of my floor burned off? It's because I've seen many explosions in my life. Okay? 
I don't want that thing to open and ruin your beautiful visage. Okay? You think I'm beautiful? Yeah! Really pretty? Okay, now don't open it. All right. It. You two stop flirting and let's talk to the corpse. Well, I like the scar. <laughs> I think you're beautiful too. Thank you. Oh boy. It shows character, right? But it hurt a lot, so don't open it. You're both beautiful. Okay, Talk to the take cards. it away. That's okay. what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, she gives it to me. <laughs> All right, so you're currently holding it. It's heavy. Hey, this is heavy. Okay, I'm going to put it on the ground right by my face. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how wide is the chamber? It's The chamber's 200 feet across. Okay. Yeah, it's big. All right, I love so. the grim nye, by the way. Yeah, grim cool. nye. So, as you finish your enchantment and incantation, and as this ritual begins, you can see suddenly the bones moving slightly as the corpse, unnerving to three of you, begins to rise up off the ground at its waist. So it's now sitting. As the bones clattering in place pivot towards you. As you look, the skull, which is mangled in a strange angle, and you can see clearly signs of where the bones have deteriorated to the point where this act of being animated is actually holding it together in a way. Were you to try to disturb them, it would likely fall to pieces. Uh, as you accidentally did trample the bones when in the chamber within the dim dark, in the dim light. Um, but currently you can see two thin pinpricks of light as the skull is looking directly at you. Welcome back. Ashvin is terrified, but also can't look away. Yeah, and I'm they've also, never seen this before. <laughs> I'm also I've seen it, but it makes me. You can see that I I'm like sweating at an undead creature. Like I am physically, I think, unnerved, look ill for the first time around the group, as well as my heavy sweat. Arms are clutching Ashvin's Ashvin's leg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right on that leg like this. You see that the uh, the hand where Hecate was burning, the the incense kind of closed, almost white knuckled, as it seems like he's a little bit unnerved as well. I had some, I had some questions. I hope you don't respond. What happened here? There's a pause as the bones begin to move and a voice emanates. You're not quite sure if it was the voice of the original creature or if it's some kind of representation as it just says fire and wind burned it all do you know who did this another pause yes chira traitor robber All of you hear this voice, by the way. It's not coming from the bones, you realize. It's actually sounding almost like you're hearing the thoughts. But it sounds as close to all of you as it does to you, Hecate. Do you know? Your hand's beginning to get very warm. Yeah. Do you know if there's a way off this island? Another pause. The island is warded. You must turn off the ward. What? What is this place? Where are we? A lie. A stolen lie. 
Um, I whisper up to Ashin. How many questions we got left? Oh, okay. He heard me. Never mind. He kind of gestures to the box. Where did you get that? All Grimnai of Dire carry one. For this, Ewan, if you could make a... Because that was the fifth question. That was the last one. With that, you watch as the bones clatter and collapse back into the dust, now in a heap. Make a history check with uh, another history check on that. Grimni of Dire. Six. A six? <laughs> yeah. A little bit of Alzheimer's. Stupid now. Greta would know? Yeah. Make a history check. I mean, we got squeak intelligence going on over here. Oh, that's here. true. There is a little bit of a... Yeah, we know a little bit about the Ruth situation. Or maybe we don't. Uh, it's not too bad. Yeah, no, it's a 15. One thing you are aware of is that the name of the family that rules rules the Ruthen period is known as the Ruthen Dyer. Right. He said the Grim Nye and the Dyer all Grim carry Nye of Dyer. The Grim Nye of Dyer all carry one. Dyer was the that uh the royal family of um the Ruthen period. Really? So oh. what they they would send them here and then uh can anyone check for traps on this thing? Oh, this is heavy. I mean, if they all carry one, how dangerous can it really be? One second. There, it's the Grim Nye. Hold on one second. Yeah. Can I do my recall on this bad boy? You've already used it. I've already used it. Yeah. So I can't you used it. it. You used it to in the uh, to identify the chamber. That's oh. right. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Go take a long rest, then come back. Just <laughs> kidding. I know that they're dangerous, but can a box really be a weapon? Yes. Yes. Yes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like Why does everybody Maybe. know this but me? <laughs> I work Maybe with explosives. Come on. You're the youngest, General. I just want to point that out here. Am I the youngest? I'm pretty sure so. I is. You're the youngest. How well, old are you, by the way? I'll take that as a compliment. It's a compliment. You're, 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 mm. it's... What? How old are you? 27. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm Am I the youngest? I'm 170. No. How old are you? Oh. 26. <gasps> well, you're really close, you know. Okay, so is the youngest person going to risk opening this? How's this going to work? I'm 29. Can so... we do it from a distance? I can open it. Okay. I mean... I mean, if, did if, you want to open it? I feel like Austin on the door. Austin open grabs the box <laughs> and opens it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just opened it. As you open it. <laughs> Lifting the latch. As the lid, lid uh, leans open, you can see the inside of it is a mechanism of, of some sort. It's a pair of rings all nested within one another and a cavity in the middle. Looking at them, you can't exactly tell necessarily the marks that are on these rings as they surround it, mm-hmm. but they almost spin freely in your hand as you're currently shifting your, just naturally moving your weight around. You can see that the, the dials are staying fixed in place while the box is moving. In the center in a cavity, most striking, is a lock of hair. It is flaming, fiery red. It is as, it's as red as almost as if it's a glow. Like human it, hair or fur? Just or? hair. Okay. Of, of someone. Looking at it, you can see that the, the hair is currently bound in a knot in the middle in simple twine. And it's sitting in a, the cavity is only one inch across. 
and its hair is currently sitting in the middle of it. Ashvin's gonna hold up the box a bit, a bit higher to their nose and take in a big whiff. As you lean in to get a strong whiff, you, your lungs fill with the sweet smell of freshly brewed tea. Mm. It's delicious. Tea. What? There's what? tea in there. What's in there? No, 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 no. It, it, this gives, this, this, there's some sort of uh, magic in this. And it smells like tea. I like it. It's nice. nice. And she holds it down to the, so that more, huh? more of you can see. This is just a single lock of hair inside. Um. So, I have quite a, quite a smeller on me. Sure. Um. Do I start to smell that as well? <laughs> no. Ah, uh, Ashvin, I don't smell that. Yeah, me neither. Why do you smell it? When I s- smell magic, it smells like different things to me, and this one smells like tea. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's actually very interesting. <laughs> yeah. This one's the, so what is the it? tea. The tea one is the one where you, uh, you, 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 you see things. You see things. Divination. Dif. Uh, yeah, sure. If you call it that, yeah, I, I call it tea. What, what oh. kind of things do you see? I don't know. And I hold it it's, over to Hecate. Divination is the art of seeing either what is to come, taking information from the world around you. Okay. Are you handing it over to him? Yeah, I, ha- I hand yeah, it over to Hecate. As, you, as, to as it moves into your hand, you watch as once more, the, even though you're moving around, the rings are locked in place. So as you're moving, the rings are continuing to point in the directions they are. Where, regardless of your physical orientation. It's the same direction? Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe we should follow that direction because... Yeah. So let's go toward the compass where it's pointing. You're saying it's a compass. Yeah, because oh. look. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I... Let's follow it. Come on. All right. Where does it lead? Uh, as you begin following it as a group, you see that it's pointed to the left of the space you're currently in, mm-hmm. away okay. from the bones, away from the observatory. And as you walk forward, it terminates in a wall. But then why the hair? I feel like it's a compass towards whoever's hair that is. Yeah, yeah maybe whoever it's is leading whoever. toward the hair. Yeah, well, whoever's hair this once, or whoever this once belonged to. Right, well, maybe they're still alive. Well, I'm... Perhaps. They don't have hair, do they? And she points to the verum body. They might not be looking for a verum. They yeah. don't They don't have hair. Usually do not. They? Okay. Yeah. Is there, like, a clear passageway... Or like ways out of this chamber we're in? So far, no. The passage you came in was by rope. And looking without moving in your position, without further exploring the room that you're in, it doesn't look like there's any clear indications of a passage from your perspective, from where you're standing. The rope you came in was almost directly next to the bones. Okay. And... Looking now, you can see the large crushed observatory, but otherwise, no. Ewan, do you think the, 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 the glass has anything to do with the ward? Could. Yeah, Greta, you have some knowledge you sound like about wards. Yeah, a little bit here, a little bit there. Not, not, not that good at it. Uh, would I know, would the glass, it being down, would I know the knowledge of 
it being associated. You've been you've been around glass glass thoughts before. They are very intricate structures. Some of them are huge. Um, they can encompass an entire room. And the however, they don't usually have their own protective magic associated with them. They're a physical object of immense value, but they usually aren't. They don't usually have their own bound magics. They just are glass thoughts. They don't have their own protective spells. There may be protective spells around them, but. Right. The thing is, this glass thought that's in here, it doesn't, it's more of a focus of other power. It doesn't have its own warding or, or magic about it or to protect it. Okay, so, so the I was wondering if there. you, yeah. So I'm wondering if you know a way to track, because your knowledge of words, uh, is there a way to track a warding spell? I don't even I like that. I think there is. We just look for abjuration. So, you can is it fair around. to assume that whoever's confinement this was, it's not, they did not put the ward? Well, they might have. We don't know, sir. Can I take a, an assessment of, can I get this thing back together? With the pieces that are like, oh yeah, that so, are broken. So, um, is everyone going with him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as you begin to pick your way through the rubble, looking as you're holding this object, you can see that it's, right now as you're moving, it's pointing directly into a wall mm. of, okay. of, the past, of the cavern space you're in. Right. So it's not pointing towards the ruined observatory. So it's probably much farther. But as you begin to yeah. pick your way through the bits of rubble, looking around you as this heightened concern that you've all expressed is informing the way you're stepping through this room. Uh, there's a lot of ruined, shambled wood that you're picking your way over, which you know the model Thevises would love. Yeah, and I look down and go, <laughs> guys, sticks! There's a lot of sticks. sticks. And likewise, as you're stepping your way, there's a lot of wood in here. You can see the scaffolding's made of wood and it's a lot of platforms. But as you're picking your way into the middle of the ruined observatory. The detonation that occurred happened on the highest floor of, because the observatory itself is capped in metal and it's typically capped in copper. And even here looking at it, you can see even with the patina that's formed over it, the skin of copper st still visible of the domed roof of what the observatory had been freestanding in the middle of the space. And there's clearly the imprint of an explosion that happened on the top floor of this such that the tower itself looks like it was maybe three stories. When it toppled, left the bottom story relatively intact in the sense that it's still structurally standing up, whereas the rest of it's completely fallen over. And as you begin to step through the space, you can see glimmering in what little bit of light are large shards of glass, large crystalline glass that are leaning against one another. It's it's essentially the mess of what once would have been resembling an upturned chandelier freestanding. And now looking at it, it's fully in shambles as it's currently laying in the middle of this space, crumpled. However, as you're moving near it, you can feel a faint shimmer in the air, such that it almost feels a bit like static electricity is coming from it and immediately entering into the, the singular room that would have been the first story, there's this, it's almost as if your hand is moving through a, a resistive field 
that's being emanated from this ruined structure. If it's static electricity, how does my fur feel? It's standing on end mm. for both of you. Mm. It's uncomfortable. Oh, did you get this my is odd. Oh, yeah, I can feel it. Yeah. That's a lot of things. Is that how it normally feels <laughs> in here? But I would know how it wouldn't feel this way. No. no. This is this is something that's let loose. This isn't normal. No. Okay. Ashvin's uncomfortable and tries to back up until the feeling goes away. As you leave the room, you're about 20 feet away from this crystalline structure. Okay. I'm going to take out a small bag from my fathom satchel and put some of this glass in it. Okay. To take for myself. As you reaching for the glass, you can see as you attempt with, on my, to, with my gloves with your gloves as you attempt to pick it up, there is a pull on it, such that it, it does not want to easily remove from its place. Greta, it's not what? freely. I wouldn't be so keen on taking that glass from here. Why? There's no one here. I want. I want to study it. I'm just saying it's connected to this energy, and I don't know. If, Yet, if we want that with us. Uh, well, it's not coming free anyway, so... And then I would go pick up some volcanic rocks instead. Okay. And ash. Piling them into your... Into the, <laughs> I'll in the just small get house. some of this. All right. Uh, if I could have everyone make an investigation check. First roll the new dice. Nice. Ooh. Investigation is 25 for Greta. Okay. Only 22. 16. 25 minus 25. Okay. You have a zero? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have a zero. <laughs> As you're just fully distracted by trying to smooth I'm your, uncomfortable. Your fur I out. don't like it. It, it feels, it, it gives the sensation on your fur of stickiness. It's very uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like if honey gets on you and you can't quite wipe it off. I love that you, that Ashvin is backing out and Greta is going in. <laughs> no, like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, that's great. As you're examining the room, what was furniture is destroyed. And if there were any possessions in the room, likewise, there's it's hard to find anything under the rocks. But you can see that under the glass thought, crushed slightly, appears to be a basin in the middle of the room on top of a large piece of marble. The basin itself is is small. It's only 10 inches across. And it looks like it's possibly made of uh, a deeply vibrant olive wood. It has this beautiful striation to it. It's a very uncommon looking grain structure. And even underneath the rubble, as you move some of the ash away, careful to not push too hard on the glass thought, which is now hanging in shambles over the surface of it. You can see that above it is a suspended above the bowl, floating, slightly turning very ever so slightly in place, is a wobbly hand-carved white stone resembling a frog. It looks very amateurish hmm. in its construction but it is free-floating over this small 10-inch basin made of wood. Would I recognize the stone it's made of? Looking at it, it appears to be, uh, make a perception check. Yeah, I I have a feeling um, it's like a 23. It looks to be alabaster. Oh, okay. Inside the basin, the small wooden bowl, is a heap of ash that looks like, uh, it's it's almost like very fine silted ash. It's quite, it's quite thick. 
sitting in the bottom of the bowl. You can also see that this basin is sitting on top of what appears to be a smooth counter of marble, which is large, it's five feet across, five feet long, and looks to be quite thick, six inches thick, sitting on a, a pair of very robust, thick marble legs. It doesn't look like the entire thing was carved out of one piece of stone, but the, a great deal of care was done for the actual construction of this. The surface of the marble is glowing ever so slightly. Looking at it, you can see a shadowy writing that seemed, it's almost like it's underneath several layers of the marble. It's, it's almost like it's buried underneath the top coating of stone. And as you attempt to focus on it, it moves around. It's hard to even catch any glimpse of what's written. So we can't even tell what language it's in? No. It's like a shadow of written language. But it is moving and all of you are seeing it. And the frog is suspended? It is. How big is the frog compared to say Greta? Size of a fist. Okay. It's quite small. It's the size of your fist. It's quite small. Oh wow. It's in a lot of ways it's kind of, it's kind of cute. It's just a very amateurish looking alabaster white stone suspended above the bowl. Ashvin's not seeing this. They're walking around the room trying to look at the walls and just kind of tapping and punching on walls, just trying to find like another way out because they do not want to be here anymore. Uh, as you make your way around the back side, uh, make a perception check. 11. 11. You can see what appears to be a small, slightly ramshackle looking uh, metal structure. You swear you've seen one of these before. It's about six feet across. Hmm. And it's it's hard to, you've seen one before. It's very basic. It looks like essentially a, a small metal oval with a series of ribs over top of it, like an upturned basket. But and you, you swear you've seen one before, but it's hard to place. But you can see that there's a rock currently wedged against it and it's flipped up on one side. So it's not even resting on the ground anymore. Is it attached to anything? If it was attached, it's come loose. Okay. But looking at it, it looks like a large stone has dislodged it. Okay, so it's not attached to it. So it used to be attached to something. It used to be something. attached to the ground. If I look around, do I see anything that it might have been attached to? Uh, just taking a quick look at the ground, you can see a number of stakes. The metal itself is a fine Damascus steel. Ooh. It has a, it has a beautiful pattern to it. Yeah. But looking at it, it you can see a number of, of metal stakes that like, likely held the structure into the ground. Um, and you've seen it before sitting flat like an upturned basket. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's large enough that if you ducked your head, you could just get inside of it. Something, something about looking at it, it's giving you a reminder. You've seen structures larger than this in Beerus. You've okay. never used one. Okay. But do, okay. I've seen them, but I've never used one, so I don't know what it's for. Not really. No. Okay. You, have, you, you know that it's important, whatever it is, but you've personally yeah. never used one. Okay. How far away am I from the rest of the group? You're just on the other side of the observatory. Okay. You're on the back side of it. Gotcha, gotcha. It's small enough that it's you would never have seen it from the entrance into the room that you came in. Okay. But can, otherwise, you see no other exits. Am I within shouting distance? Oh, yeah. They can okay. hear you. There's enough holes in the wall that you can shout through. I found some sort of basket before. I've seen these. What? <laughs> All right. Do you remember where from? 
<laughs> There's a large enough hole that the, a lot of you can Like actually... a fruit basket? I try and lift up the rock. Uh, make an athletics check. Whoa. While Oshvin is yelling to us, say, look at that cute little froggy. It's creepy. Yeah, it'd be um, cute if it weren't free-floating. Can I climb up and try to take a look, closer look at it? At the, the frog? Yeah. The frog's at eye level. Eye level? Great. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get as close as I can and see if I recognize. If any, if I pick up anything that I recognize. From. Uh, looking at it, you don't even need to make a check. You've you've never seen anything Never like seen this. anything yeah. before? Whatever this is, is a magic that is outside of your Can I? It's, it's very... <laughs> a, all of it, it gives the impression that this is very hand-cobbled. Whatever you're looking at is very strange magic. Can I cast Find Traps around this thing? As you as you reach out with this this sort of golden wave passes through your vision as you uh, examining the space around you, it's not trapped. All right, I go grab it. As you grab it, there's likewise a a pull. Like like what she received. Like she what she received. It's very it's very strong. As you as you go to pull it, uh-huh. letting go slightly, you can feel it lock back into place. Can I try to get it loose? Yeah. You, I just give it my best. As you pull and pull and pull and finally make a strength check. <laughs> make an athletics check. Two of them in a row. Well, that. I, I rolled a six. Did you? It's, I it's, got a, but I have a plus six, so it's 12. It's 12. It moves slightly, yeah. not enough to dislodge it, but you could move it if you had help. Yeah. 15. 15. As you pull on it, and finally it snaps out and kind of snaps into your chest. And oh, as, it, oh. as it does, you watch as the... Uh, this the the striations that were in the wood fade out. So now it looks like just a plain dark wooden bowl. Hmm. Is the writing still on the little table thing? Mm-hmm. Would I get the sense that comprehend languages might be able to decipher it? You can certainly try. Okay. Um, little something I'll changed here. Looking at the will, looking yeah. at you have a small alabaster stone carved into a cute little frog. <laughs> Um, I want to get up close and see, is it is it well carved? No. No? <laughs> uh, somebody botch this job. Yeah, it's very crude. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, Not, that's so strange. No, my sister carves marble. Nothing like that. She's way better than that artist. Well, that's not a Because <laughs> you're struggling Ash, with this rock. Ashwin just kind of sets it back down and just like, ugh, like punches it. <laughs> As you punch it, the, the, cage, the, the cage around you rattles. She walks back over to right. the group. It wasn't important. Oh, I heard when I heard that rattle, I I it kind of peaked my ears. Uh, what was over there? A metal basket. I've seen them before in Beerus. Huh? It's I don't know. I just know people like them. Uh, just know you can see through the wall. Like There's them. enough hole in the wall that you could actually peer through. If you okay, I I've seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for at it, sure. it appears to be. Uh, what is known as a brabble arc. It's very small. Usually they're much larger And a brabble arc, I would know. You would know because of where you're from. And what would I know, just to be sure? It's a, this is essentially one of the, uh, it's used as a safe form of teleportation. That's a brabble arc. Brabble that's, arc? That's a, yeah, that's how uh, you get in and out of places, teleportation. The problem is though, it's made from this metal, right? The more metal you bring in, uh, for kind of the more expensive it's going to be to travel because the wear and tear of metal going through. But that's probably how people came in and out. 
I have heard horror stories about these things. Oh, no, 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 I use them a lot. You just can't bring a lot of your armor with you. Wait, I used to use them, I don't. I don't fruit with that. You're being a sketchy again, Greta. What? You're being sketchy again. Hey, you can trust us. You just stole this frog from a All well, right, here, you want me to put it back? I <gasps> throw it back up there. <laughs> As you throw it back up, it passes right over the bowl and clatters into the rubble. Well, that did not do what I thought it was going to be. It was a piece of sass anyway. <laughs> oh, I mean, nice try. But... <laughs> did you learn what it said? No, I, I was about to get to that. I can huh. take about 10 minutes. I can try and find out. Okay. Um, I'd like to examine the brabble. Uh, coming around to the other side and looking at the, um, the arc, you can see that it's... It doesn't look too damaged. Okay. The rock has definitely dislodged it from the floor, uh -huh. which is slightly concerning. Yeah. The way that a brabble arc works is that it is a teleportation conduit and metal going through it amplifies its effect. So essentially, the more as it's made of steel, the more steel. All metals have some sort of effect on it. So it's used for people, but it's not used for raw or they're too expensive to use for food. And you've never seen one this small. Hmm. Looking at it, it also appears crudely made. Hmm. But the, as with any of them, looking at the the ribs of it, which is typically where the addressing is done. Yeah, um, it's similar to ones you've seen before. It's completely incomprehensible script. Archman looks like flowing water. Archman, what? Come help me. Let's get this rock off. This might work for us to get out of here. Uh, we'll need a little help. I'm here. Okay, fine. Okay. Oh, Hecate's ritually casting comprehend languages. <laughs> gonna open. is busy. Ewan. Yes, I'll come help you. Okay. I'll come help you and move the move the Yeah. Right. So we get around and try and. But. All right. It. So with this, I would say that as the three of you attempt to dislodge this rock, you now have advantage on your athletics. Okay. Start. Dope. Triple advantage. Woohoo! 16 and a 19. Mm. 25. Oh, 25. Yeah, 25. 25. Yeah. Math. With this, as the three of you using some bits of rubble to leverage it off the ground, you manage to lift it up enough to move it. And as you set it to the side, it, it immediately slams back with a clatter back into place on the floor, but it's still dislodged as the, the, the original spikes holding it down have kind of fling off in different directions. Can we try to spike it into the right spot? You're spending some time to try to hammer it in as you're trying to lodge it back into the ground. I got a crowbar. It's, it's just sort of using whatever, like using your mace as a yeah. makeshift hammer <laughs> and attempting to, to wedge it. You make half of an effort at the, the floor is stone. It's difficult to get it back in spot because it looks like it's slightly bent. Ooh. But as you're shifting it back into position, it, it's, it's more solid than it was before. I don't think this is gonna work. Continue the story in episode three, part two. Novel Chronicles is a Brooklyn Quarter production and stars Timothy Reese, Bill Crow, Danielle Beckman, Mark David Christensen, and Victoria Rani. Score by Spencer Cohen and Timothy Reese. Technical production by Maggie Hood. Produced by Timothy Reese and Danielle Beckman. And I'm Mary McBain. Our Patreon supporters make this all possible. Consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash Brooklyn Porter. 
Learn more about Novel Chronicles at brooklynquarter.com. Thanks for listening.